Steve Austin is here to wrestle. It's what I do best. It's what I do better than anybody in the world. There's no Hogan's here. There's no Flair's here. There's not a Dusty Rhodes. There's no one that can hold back Steve Austin now. Stunning, tossed it out the window. Never was meant to be. And I'm going to show everybody here exactly what a true superstar is supposed to do. What a true superstar is supposed to be. Because no one here can hold me back. Nobody. I'm going to be the superstar that I always knew that I could be. Because there's no one, no one that can stop me. Welcome to the Full Nelson Press Podcast, episode 31. We are recording on 316. I am the creator of the FullNelsonPress.com. My name is Brandon Kirkpatrick. You can find me on Twitter at Johnny, J-O-N-N-Y underscore Tango. I'm here with the six-time WWE champion, Stone Cold Steve Austin. You can find him on Twitter at MVP360. And, of course, you can follow the Full Nelson Press on Twitter at TFNP. <laughs> Pete, how you doing? Again? Okay. First of all, I am not Stone Cold. Yes, you are. You realize he said, I'm here with Stone Cold Steve Austin? Yes! That's me! That's you. Dude, you had too many Steve Weisers today, which makes sense because it is 316. Yeah, this is a good day. Yeah, I cracked open a Steve Weiser, and I chugged it, and it hurt because I don't think I can do that anymore. So I switched to one glass of wine because there was a picture of Stone Cold going around the internet saying, when I'm classy, I drink wine. Or there's another meme where it's like, He's at the top, and he's slamming beers, and it's, like, Saturday night. And then right below it is a picture of him with his legs crossed at a patio set, drinking a glass of wine, and it says, Sunday afternoon. That's hilarious. Yeah, that's good stuff. Hey, we got a lot to talk about. We do. So we're going to review WWE Roadblock, Raw is Lana, Vince hates NXT, and WrestleMania 32 is looking to be the best WrestleMania of 2016. So you want to just jump right into a Roadblock? Roadblock, cockblock, yeah, I'm down. What a shitstorm. So we predicted nothing last week. Uh, right? And nothing made sense. And I thought I had a current card. I thought there was only going to be four matches. I thought it was only an hour-long episode. Where did Jericho come from? Yeah! Jericho was, like, in the middle of a rock band, and he's just like, Tell you what, baby! I'll be back! I have to go do a match against Jack Swagger! We're not even there yet. Don't spoil it for people. That's the opening! That isn't the opening. It opens with the tag team champions, New Day versus Sheamus and King Barrett. Oh, forgot. Yeah. I fast forward through that. Why? Well, one, King Barrett's checked out. Barrett checked out about two months ago. Yeah. He's the one that put his two weeks in, and he's just like, uh, you know what, mate? I'll go out there, I'll take a bump, but that's about it. Wins a change doesn't even hurt anybody anymore. <laughs> I quit. Right? Meanwhile, like, Ryback is just writing down every move he uses, and he's just like, I cannot wait to use these. Just leave so I can get a new finisher. <laughs> he's just, he's literally just following him down the aisle, just, like, looking through, the, like, the locker rooms, like, have you guys seen Barrett yet? Is he gone yet? And he's like, I can't do Goldberg's jackhammer, so I'll I'll take over Barrett's. Oh, what's this new slick running towards the uh, corner and doing the British Bulldog kind of move? Uh, right. Punk did as kind of a bash to him. Congratulations, man. No one cares. It seems like the only one in that feud is Ryback. Ryback's feuding with himself. All right, back to the tag team championship match. The New Day comes out with this box of bootios, and I legit wanted a box of bootios. If that's real. It wasn't. It's kind of real. If WWE marketed that, it would sell. If you look it up, because I looked it up that night, it's you buy the T-shirt, 
and then you get it in the Bootios box as a limited edition, which is cool, but I really just want the cereal. I would eat the shit out of Bootios. I would put the Bootios next to my Doug Flutie Flutie Flakes from Buffalo, so I would have two boxes of cereal on my dresser at all times. How many people would say that? What color would the belt turn into? Oh, it's got to be like a pinkish blue. Right? Like this weird kind of like Fruit Loops. If you think about it, Bootios, <laughs> I, I don't know. Are they healthy? Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> it goes straight to your booty. <laughs> So the match is what it is. There wasn't too much to this. Uh, Xavier Woods ends up distracting the the ref, so that way they get the gold. And they were getting cheers. So is New Day officially face? I think so. I don't. I, I was hoping they wouldn't. I was really hoping they'd stick to their old like, oh, you just got bootied, and like people would still be like, oh, they cheated, but that's hilarious. But they're still heel because I really, really was hoping Enzo and Cass were coming out, which I'm still holding on to that glimmer of hope. It's done. It's done to me. We are not seeing that until probably payback. I know. So forget that. Next is uh, Chris Jericho comes out and cuts a promo to just, he claims he hates Canada and all Canadian fans. He's got a very valid point, though. Nickelback. Okay, he's got that. It's just Jericho, so it's fun. It's entertaining. But who comes out to defend Canada? Uh, The American-American jack swagger this doesn't make sense like they should have had some sort of like this is where uh sammy zane should have came out the real canadian canadian sammy zane versus jericho would have been awesome but of course vince is like no 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 no. we don't want that you know what makes sense right now guys now hear me out america (laughs) sides with canada okay all right and then you look over there you see triple h in the corner just scratching his head and Steph's like, what is my dad talking about? And Triple H is like, well, he's playing Risk right now. He feels like the way the game goes in Risk is how we're running WWE. So he's sending all of his troops to Canada to take that over, where everyone's like, ah, just sacrifice it. So I think probably the same thing happened. And J- and Triple H just, like, pokes his head out the door. I'm like, I need the first wrestler I see. And he's like, Jamie Noble, move, and grabs Jack Swagger. And that's how we got this match. I rather would have seen Jamie Noble. I would have, too. Poor Jamie Noble. <laughs> so Jericho wins this. Uh, moment of the match it was at the end when Jericho rips down the sign from that little girl that said, Get well, Brett, <laughs> and tore it apart. Feel <laughs> level a thousand. Jericho is probably the MVP of this, this episode. Well, I'll just say it straight up because he is just the man tonight. You're talking about our show, not Cockblock. No, not Cockblock. Cockblock okay. sucked. <laughs> it was definitely like prom night where the kid is trying to get with his girl and the mom comes downstairs and says, turn off screen three. It's time for bed. <laughs> it's not even that. It's you went to Blockbuster and it's got screen three, but when you put it in the DVD player, it was like clueless. Ooh. And you had to watch it. Like you had... This time, you had to watch it. If you were going to pick a movie, why would you pick Clueless? Clueless is actually hilarious. I was on Xbox playing the new uh, Dragon Ball Z Xenoverse. One of our buddies got me into it. And I was peering offline, and I saw you hop on, and I saw you go to the WWE Network that Sunday morning. And I was like, I bet he's watching Cockblock. I'm not even going to invite him to the party. I don't, I don't even oh. hear him. Live reaction of you watching this pay-per-view. Super hungover. <laughs> super angry. <laughs> I laid there, I threw my hands up like, oh my god, this isn't helping, they're really spinning. This match was pretty good, this was probably one of the matches of the night, the NXT Tag Team Championship, the Revival versus Enzo Mori and Colin Cassidy, this was a really good match. First of all, I was invested by just the video package they played uh, ahead of time uh, for this match. My name is Enzo. That dude is the new mouth of WWE. That guy can talk. And by the way, Cassidy can also talk. Oh, and Carmella, she's hot as hell. Oh, she's awesome. But Colin, uh, yeah, he is really impressing me. I've, I've been seeing more of him in the mic and him just yelling, I guess, in the ring during his matches. And he does have the charisma that makes a WWE superstar. So it's very exciting to see where these three go. And for the other side, the Revival, those guys... 
are good. I like their gimmick. I was kind of bored with them, but then once I kind of understood that they were this old school wrestling and, and not like the old school, like the VOD villains, more of like the 80s kind of wrestling, yeah. I kind of get where they're coming from. And it's so cool. I really dig they it. They work well together. They're good in the ring. They put on really good matches. I'm not really a fan of them, but I mean, <laughs> their song, though. I'll say yeah! And it's like, ugh. The one guy looks like if Bill DeMott and Arn Anderson had a baby, they would be, I think, Dawson, the one with the chops. Yep, but I'm also really afraid for them to be called up. The revival. I think Colin Cassidy and Enzo, they're good. They're fine. But I don't think the revival yet is ready. They would get the treatment of the Ascension. Yes, but I think they are the perfect tag team to put with somebody that, like, a legend, and just let them, like, just either be a manager or even let them in the ring at some points. But I think putting them with somebody and making it a trio would help give them a better character in the main event roster. So that way, when that legend leaves, they have a better footing. Kind of like um, when Team Angle came with uh, Charlie Haas and Shelton Benjamin, I really don't think those two would have survived coming into there by themselves without Kurt Angle helping them, you know, bring them up to the main roster like that. You are right. You are right. I'm always right. This match was really good, though. The one thing, they kept Enzo in the corner. Pretty much the whole match was just Enzo in there. A lot of really cool things, though, like when they, uh, they tackled him out of the ring. Yeah. I loved this match from beginning to end. Enzo and Cass, they lose, which is sad. But I think this means main event is on the rise. I think they're getting called up. Yeah. I really do. Because, I I mean, I think NXT, they've done everything in there except hold the belts. And to be honest, I, I don't think they really need it. No. I think they have the perfect little click right there. Right. And they're good. This tag team, they said it in their promo that they have been there since the beginning. They're kind of now getting bigger than NXT. This is now the point to be moving these guys along. They don't need the title. They don't need anything from the NXT product anymore. It's time to get them in the main event roster. Absolutely. I also did like the old, uh, the Revival's Code Breaker. Yeah, that was so cool. It was like Their a, finisher uh, three, I thought they were going to do like a 3D at first, and then it became that weird Code Breaker. And here's a crazy thing. Each NXT tag team has a team finisher, and they're all really good. Yeah, they have its own thing to it each time, which is so cool. Jason Jordan picks the dude up, and Gable comes up and grabs him and then suplexes him from Gable's shoulders. That's awesome. Yeah. The Vaude Villains, the Whirling Dervish, that's a great move, too. Do the Hype Bros, do they have one yet? Yeah, the... Oh, Zack Ryder does his Rough Rider off the top rope. Like, first uh, Mojo, like, spears him and then picks Ryder up from the rope, throws him over. Cool. Yeah. So, each one. So, <laughs> NXT, NXT. We'll, we'll get there. We got a, I got a nice NXT. We haven't had an NXT roundup in a while, uh, and this one is brewing. Next is, I think, the match of the night, the Divas Championship. This match came out of nowhere, wasn't advertised at all. They kind of just were like, hey, there's a match tonight. Oh, and by the way, here's a backstage segment. It's now for the championship. This was uh, Charlotte versus Natalia. We've seen this match before at NXT, and this one, just as good as that match was. Why are they making Natalia not look attractive? Her outfit's bad. That's her, though. That's her thing. I don't think that's her. Really? I think it's that shady, stupid douche from Total Divas. Oh, yeah. Mike Corona. Mike Corona really likes to ruin women's self-esteem. Like, hey, you know what, Natalia? You are getting old. I'm 30. Yeah. (laughs) I'm like sitting there like, oh, fuck her. If I was there, I'd super kick your head off. You know? Those two have great chemistry in the ring. The crowd was really into Natalia. This was a perfect match for Natalia. I hope she feels like she really accomplished something because this was, I think they had 15 minutes in this match is what I read or heard somewhere, uh, which was great to see them actually get 15 minutes to do something in the match, was, which is great. Nice. The other thing was uh, seeing Natalia like refusing to tap out to the figure yep. four. That was super cool. And then actually kicking out of her, what's her move? The natural selection, I think is what it's called. Uh, Charlotte's yeah. move. Uh, and uh, we got to bring it up. Natalia's fake eyelash that hung off her face. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's just Corrado saying to the makeup people, you know what? Don't put that on because we don't want her to look too good. Fuck you, Corrado. Natalia's hot. Look at her in her cop uniform back in the Halloween days where the divas dressed up. Woo. Pete, you're at 11. I just feel like Natalia's a woman that I would have a chance with. Well, I don't know. She's pretty dedicated to Tyson, who is a kind of a douche, but I get where he's coming from a lot of the time. Think he's gay a little bit? 
Uh, could be. After watching Total Divas, do you not sort of question it? I see it. He just like like Cesaro. The fuck? I think we need to review Total Divas, Pete. It, I think I'm going to set this up. When the season finale of this season happens, we're going to review all of Total Divas from beginning to end. Maybe we'll do a Total Divas special. I'm excited about this. I got to catch up. I'm behind a bunch of episodes. I am actually current. <laughs> Because I was just in one of those, man, I really want to watch Breaking Ground again, but I don't want to watch the same thing I've watched three times, so I watched Total Divas. Uh, I love Breaking Ground. It's so good. Next was a weird match. This was Brock Lesnar versus Bray Wyatt. Wait, wait, wait. Brock Lesnar versus Bray Wyatt and Luke Harper in a handicap match. Wait! No, not yet, Pete. Brock Lesnar versus Luke Harper with Bray Wyatt ringside. What the fuck happened here? Bray Wyatt apparently has has been having some back problems here and there. No. That's why WWE has been keeping him off wrestling. And I don't know how severe they are. I guess they don't really want to hurt him. But if that's the case, write it better so we don't sit there and just be like, well, Bray just ran away. Do you just see this meaning? Just Bray walks in from Vince. Listen, my back's really hurting. Sounds like you need a match with Brock Lesnar. I'm sorry, what? Yeah, that would be the last thing I want to do. <laughs> right? This like, why even build this? He like just put it up against like two of the Wyatt family members or something, or just say it's Bray gets to pick who is taking on Brock Lesnar and have them all go in there or something. I don't know, but this was so stupid. And I guess it's a live show, so I can't expect too much. But when you kind of bill it as a special event, I kind of expect what you were advertising. But it was really special because Brock Lesnar showed up. He did show up. <laughs> and. Can we stop having Brock Lesnar come out without his pyros? It looks weird. <laughs> right? I, I mean, I get it. Like, I know sometimes he doesn't have it. But I feel like Brock comes out, and he does his little dance, and he's just like, I hope my pyros go. I hope my pyros go. Picks his arms up, slams them down, and he's just like, damn it! It's not him yelling, ah! It's him just going, we have God, just pop him! I just look stupid now. I just took my hands and threw them down for no reason. And the weird thing is, is I bet before he goes out there, they're like, now remember, Brock, no pyros this time. Yeah, whatever, fool. They're always pyros. And he just walks out and does it anyways. That could be it, too. I can see Brock being like, what are you going to do? Not give me my pyros? I will kill you. And the guy's sitting there, the guy's sitting there shaking with his two hands. (laughs) holding this thing like, (laughs) and he looks at Vince is staring at him, too, like, don't you dare. He looks at Brock and Brock's like, do it. And he's like, I, I quit. <laughs> he just puts like his hands over his mouth so it's away from Vince and just is yelling, boom, boom, crackle, crackle. He just decides to like quit. He's like, I leave. I'm out. All right. Bye-bye. All right. So uh, this match, uh, surprise, Brock Lesnar wins. This was just stupid. It was a waste of time. It was absolutely a waste of time. Next, though, Sami Zayn versus Stardust. This was kind of cool. Uh, loved it! Yeah. You know why? Because hmm. I've always been a, a fan of Cody Rhodes. Yes. And they finally let him work in a ring with Sami Zayn, who I also like watching. Am I wrong? I get actually scared when I see Sami Zayn come out flailing his arms around. Uh, yeah, because that's how he threw his shoulder out. Exactly. So, like, every time he comes out and does it, I'm like, ooh, ooh, stop, 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 stop. stop. I don't want to turn this into a Daniel Bryan because of your back and your shoulders. Please stop. Sam, don't. Yeah, don't do it, Sam. Hashtag Sam, don't. Every time he comes to the ring, hashtag that. Sam, don't. Sam, don't. (laughs) Sam, don't. Everyone else is falling apart. We don't need you getting hurt for just raising your arm up. Loved it, though. They finally let Cody Rhodes work, which I liked. I think I saw more Cody Rhodes tonight than I did Stardust, which was really cool. Yeah. I don't know, man. He's letting his hair kind of grow out. All of his paint was gone, which is kind of weird because it was all over Sami Zayn. And it just reminded me of like a weird Seth Rogen bit. He really, really needs someone to break his nose again or fake a nose injury. Don't put that on somebody. Go back to the grotesque. Dashing Cody Rhodes. Give me Dashing oh. Cody Rhodes. Keep his, you know, the, the one thing I hated about the Dashing Cody Rhodes for the longest time is he didn't wear knee pads, and it, it bugged the fuck out of me that he never did. It bugged a lot of people. There's a lot of times where we're sitting there watching and we're just like, well, he just put knee pads on. But he, when he had the grotesque thing, the paper bags putting it on fans' faces, like, yeah. go back to that. But hear me out. Okay. I liked it more when he came out and did the whole thing with a reflection in the mirror. 
what if we team him up with Tyler Breeze? That would be kind of cool with the dashing Cody Rhodes and Tyler Breeze, and it would help both of them and put him in the tag team where those characters could work. Wow, Brandon. You're welcome. That's All right. Clapping. So this is the Full Nelson Press episode 31. All right, cut! <laughs> so Sami Zayn wins this one. He nails a hard big boot on Stardust. Stardust sells it. The Holuva kick! And that's what it is? The Hudouken! No, Holuva. I don't care. Stop street fighting. Sam, don't! Hashtag. Our main event of the evening is for the WWE World Heavyweight Championship, Triple H versus Dean Ambrose. Awesome. You liked it? I liked it. Oh. I actually will sit there and tell you I like that match. You know why? One, Dean Ambrose, even though he does his move too much of bouncing back, clothesline, he's doing it too much. He did that as many times as Triple H pinned Dean Ambrose. Yeah. But he puts on a match, though. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. This match, I wasn't a big fan of it, but it did finally get me excited about Dean Ambrose versus Brock Lesnar. I see Dean Ambrose just going all out against Brock Lesnar, like throwing caution to the wind. Just who cares? He's just going to take everybody out. It made it better, but the way the match went, it sort of made you go, could we see Triple H lose tonight, throw everyone for a loop? Like, even though I really didn't fully believe it, when he pinned him one, two, three, and then they called it off because his foot was under the rope. First of all, when was that a rule? I, I don't remember that ever being something. It is. It is a rule. Uh, submissions are the same. I guess my thing with it, though, is it really wasn't too far underneath the ropes. Right? And also, the ref fucking looks right at it. And then the one thing that really just put it over for me is, okay, let's set this up. Dean Ambrose pins Triple H. His leg is under it. The ref goes for the two count, almost hits three, realizes just barely realizes has to turn his face and look at it and see that his feet are underneath the ropes 30 seconds later triple h rolls up dean ambrose both feet on the ropes the ref is so close his ass is almost touching the front of triple h's knee which is on the ropes and doesn't see it come on guys dude what are the refs supposed to do see everything (laughs) as a magician Like, you try to do the trick and then hide it. Like, you don't do the trick and then do the trick immediately afterwards and kind of just ruin the whole big bang. I would have been okay with it if that roll-up didn't happen 30 seconds later. But overall, the match was good. Yeah, I liked it. Uh, Ambrose locks in the figure four lock on on Triple H. That was amazing. Oh, but then Ambrose then locks up the sharpshooter, and I thought the crowd was going to explode. I think people were going to come over the barriers when he did that. It was so crazy. It was a good match. It was a good match, and it shows me that Triple H, even though being a part-timer, puts in work. And we see a little bit more of that later. Uh, We're getting pretty close to that. But the winner here, obviously, is Triple H. Yourself. This song, well, well, well. Oh, he hit me with that Triple H. What if he brought that song back? Oh, my God. That would be fucking amazing. I hope he comes out to that when he's in the Hall of Fame. But could you imagine, like, Reigns, you are going to get someone you never wanted. And then all of a sudden, it's just like, One, two, this on? <laughs> Yo, Jimmy hit me with that Triple H. What? Right. You know what would be even better is, like, he came out with some, like, big, broad, like, model, and everyone's like, is that China? No. <laughs> China's doing porn now. She's doing poorly as well. It's poorly porn. It's poorly porn. That's her thing. That Good good for China. All right, I'm going to come clean. I watched it. You watched all of it? Uh, no. No, I couldn't. It was horrendous. I think I just watched the trailer. It was kind of like, how can I describe it? Don't do it. A wildebeest. No. Hold on. No. It was like a wildebeest getting slammed by like a walrus. <laughs> uh, who, who's the new one? Is it Sunny? She just came out with a porn? Oh, uh, yeah. It was weird because they're like, here's a trailer. And I'm like, all right, fine. <laughs> I, well, I got to watch. Yeah. So the trailer, very graphic. Uh, they just get right to the point right away. I was like, oh, that's enough. That's enough. I, I see enough. Yeah, it definitely was like, mm, nope. Sonny, I am good. You know what? The network is enough. I don't need this. <laughs> Too hot for TV. That's where I'm going. Yeah, the Jerry Springer one. What do you want to grade this show, Pete? I will gr- actually grade it a C plus. A C plus? Wow. Pete, you're going to outrank me. I went with a C. 
I went I went C plus because the Ambrose Triple H match was good. Sami Zayn was good. Cody Rhodes was good, and Enzo and the Revival were great. Yeah. Okay. All right. I think I, I you turned me. I think I'm gonna go with a C plus with you. All right. Cool. Before we start into Raw, have you seen the trailer to the new uh, Kevin Hart Rock movie? Where the Rock is really fat. Wasn't it in the trailer a Deadpool? It might have been. I think so. I, maybe not in the one I went to, because I, I would have remembered that trailer, but there was a new one that just came out today. Props for The Rock going seriously from wrestling to acting and actually pulling it off. I like him more in Hollywood than I do in the ring. Oh, yeah. I don't think he needs to come back to wrestling. <sighs> no. And I'm not even excited about him coming back to WrestleMania, but, I mean, that's just because The Rock. I don't like The Rock. I like Dwayne Johnson. Yeah. Ballers is a great show on HBO. You should watch it. I will. I haven't gotten to yet. It's a good show. You're watching American Horror Story. Have not seen a wrestler yet. American Horror Story starring Sonny and China. Don't do this to me. Don't make this into a thing where I, every time I watch it, that's what I have to think of. I don't think about it. Ugh, I just threw up. <laughs> so the New Day opens up Raw. So this means the New Day has opened up uh, Roadblock and Raw. Good for the New Day. Seems like they're really putting stock into these guys. More bootios. Uh, and then the League of Nations comes out and turns this into a match. This is now Rusev and Alberto Del Rio are now going for the titles. Uh, they are taking on Big E. And instead of Kofi Kingston, we finally get Xavier Woods. I think Kofi was maybe injured or something, but awesome to see Xavier Woods wrestling in this match. Yeah, it was about time. About time Xavier Woods does more than just play his trombone. Which he still did. I had to think for a second. Why? You couldn't think of what it was. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, is that a tuba? Flute? I want to say flute. Yeah, Xavier Woods is not bad in the ring. Like, he was good in NXT, but he's a better mouthpiece. He can get in there and throw balls here and there, but I'd rather see him on the side just running his mouth. True, but uh, Woods then does get the tights on Rusev for the three count, so Woods does get the victory on this, which was cool. Uh, I have a soft spot for Xavier Woods. I think he's just a cool guy. I, I like watching his YouTube show, and he just seems like he has an awesome like look on life, which is cool. New Day wins, but doesn't matter because the League of Nations just for some reason that just continue to beat down the New Day. This was kind of sad because we have not really seen this at all like this before, other than you know like the Usos just kind of getting a one-up on him and then they leaving. This was the first time we actually saw, got to see a New Day beatdown like this. Yeah, about time. About time? I well, was I'm crying. just saying, like, it was boring. It was, it was, it's been getting boring. Uh, you yeah. know, I like the New Day, but, like, what are they? Are they face? Are they heel? We can't figure it quite out. You sound a little booty hurt. I was definitely booty hurt. More the match went on my booty hurt. That, that doesn't sound right. No. Get, get your head out of the gutter. And next, we are moving on to Dean Ambrose coming out. He talks about his failures at Roadblock, but doesn't matter because Lesnar and Paul Heyman show up. With no pyros again. <laughs> the pyro guy left again. Yeah. Like, the pyro guy was just like, you know what? I can't deal with this. Honestly, they like he just showed up, and they're like, we haven't found a new guy. Like, that guy's still AWOL. You know what, guys? Like, if he wants the pyros, just give him the pyros. I, I can't do it. Vince said he'd fire me. I'm out. This is only nine ninety nine for this network. I feel like the guy's name is Charlie. Charlie had a rough night tonight. No, he did. He definitely did. So this just goes on. They just uh, this ends up with like Heyman just asking Dean to stop provoking Lesnar until Mania. It doesn't really go much further than that. Uh, next, we have Ryback versus the Lucha Ninjas. These were some cool outfits, man. The Lucha Dragons were all decked out. So decked out that fucking Kalisto dropped his title in the middle of his fucking entrance, the idiot. Uh, right? Yeah, they had a good look. They had a good look. And then Sakara gets out there, bots Mania. <laughs> yeah, this was just... <sighs> all right, okay. It happens. Yeah. Now, here's the part where you realize that this is why Ryback will never be a main event player. Oh, shut up. When he grabs the mic... <laughs> It looks at it like an ice cream cone. I'll tell you this, Kalisto. He, like, does his, like, stretching of his mouth. I hate when he does that shit. I am the big guy, and the big guy always beats little guys. And you're little, so give me your title, nerd. Like, that's, I was waiting for someone to just, like, drop in that meme of, nerd. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, this whole thing with these two, like, I guess now it's Ryback versus Kalisto, probably at WrestleMania. Size matters. That's the big thing about this. It doesn't matter. I I'm rooting for Kalisto, though. I don't know. <laughs> I'm 
don't know. With these two, it's hard to say. Like, it's like, do you give it to Ryback and maybe he'll do something with it? And then Kalisto and Sin Cara can go back to being a tag team. Because I think that's what WWE wanted to do until Sin Cara's shoulder popped out. When I look at this match, I want to think it's going to be like how good uh, Seth Rollins versus Randy Orton at WrestleMania last year was. But I know this match is just going to be just coded in just booze and the chants. And the chants are just going to take over this match. And it's just going to be a bunch of uh, Ryback doing chokeholds instead of do- power bombing and throwing Kalisto around like he really should. I want to be excited about this match, but I, I just I don't want to be disappointed. Uh, I, I guess so. I guess so. Stephanie Van then comes out to introduce the WWE champion Triple H. Triple H comes out to tell us all that our lives don't matter. I know we talked about a couple weeks ago about how Triple H does amazing promos, and then we just get these nuggets. This was bad. This is what it sounded like to me. Triple H. Oh, a whale. It's a whale. It just moved so slow. And then he just talked too much. It repeated the same thing over and over again. It's just like, you're you're working for your bosses. Your bosses suck. You suck. You go back to your life. And then talked about how, you know, you, you, all you want to do is just keep hanging out with your high school friends. What the fuck is the click? Triple H, by the way, uh, my life sucks because you won't hire me there, dickhead. Yeah. Have you applied again? I've, I've applied countless times. Now, really, I hope he doesn't really listen to the podcast, you know? Maybe. Jesus, Triple H, give me give me a chance to write one story out. I will make them stars. Yeah, I give me two wrestlers, three weeks, and I will let you book their match at whatever that pay-per-view is. I think that's fair. Yeah, moving on. Dolph Ziggler comes out to interrupt Triple H, comes out in this nice suit. I was almost like, uh, heel turn? But no, which is okay. I kind of like this Dolph Ziggler versus the Authority. He kind of is the only survivor of that team of people against the Authority, isn't he? I mean, Cena's out. I can't even think of anyone else that was a part of Team Cena. So I like this. I really did like this. This was one of the most enjoyable parts of this whole overall storyline that goes over the show with these two. Uh, Dolph Ziggler just goes on about how he's upset with the Authority and he's got nothing else to lose. Stephanie McMahon then uh, gives him a deal that if he can win this one match tonight, he can pick any match he wants except for the main event at Mania. And once she said that, I was like, oh, maybe there's hope here. She announces that the match will be, and there's this funny turn when she announces it because she says it's Triple H versus Dolph Ziggler that night on Raw, and Triple H goes from this laughing, like, happy-go-lucky, kind of like, I hate this guy, to just mean the game Triple H within a couple seconds. Well, word on the street is that Ziggler got, like, a new contract, and one of his things is he wants a singles match at Mania. Okay. So, I looked at it like, maybe Triple H sees a lot of respect in Dolph Ziggler, and he's like, I just want to wrestle him one-on-one. And gave him a straight-up one-on-one match on Monday Night Raw. I heard from the Wrestling Observer that they were kind of putting this up as Triple H's last match, his hurrah match for Raw. And he had the decision to choose who he wanted to choose to be his last opponent. And he chose Dolph Ziggler because of how much he respects Dolph Ziggler. And a boy, Ziggler. And that just proves how much Triple H overall, I think, cares for the company. There's so much bullshit going on that you know that at least Triple H seems like his heart is in the right place. Yeah, for sure. Like I said, Triple H has the idea. It's Triple H is not bad. It's Vince. Yes. Yes. We just we just have to wait and see what happens with this. And maybe we'll see more of it after Mania. There could be – I feel like there's something happening in the company that's about to boil over. But we'll see. Uh, so, yeah, they announced that it's going to be Dolph Ziggler versus Triple H later that night on Raw. We move on to our next match, which is Sami Zayn versus The Miz. Uh, this then has Owens ringside, which is so cool. Uh, he just destroys the entire comedy group because there are just three fools out there that don't know how to use a mic. The match was good. This is pretty much just showing off all the different things Zayn can do while Miz just stood in the uh, the ring the whole time. What frustrates me the most about this is just, like, poor planning by WWE. You have Dolph lose the previous Raw to The Miz, who then just loses to Sami Zayn the following night. Why didn't you just give that W to Dolph that last week? Give him a little bit more stock for this upcoming Raw. It just feels like it's just poor writing and poor planning. Yes. They're just sort of like, you know what? We'll just have people lose whenever and then we'll figure it out like that's the way i'm looking at it moving on to the next match Sami Zayn wins obviously uh and i don't think really anything happens with kevin owens either i mean i think they just kind of just i think kevin owens tries to distract him and make him lose but it doesn't happen uh next match is brie bella and alicia fox versus team bad yeah uh, okay Ugh. but 
Lana coming out. That was kind of cool. Team Bad gets the win because of Lana, which is cool. Right after this, though, after the commercial break, we see JoJo has an interview with Paige talking about just things that are going on in Total Divas, which is kind of awkward because they're like, hey, how is your failing relationship with your fiancé going? It's still failing, and he's still my fiancé, unless you watch this upcoming week. Yeah, right? Lana interrupts and talks about the whole Total Divas slick and totally just reams Paige for now being one of these Total Divas, which it's kind of the case, but it's like, I don't think Paige saw what this was going to turn into, and I don't really know if she had a choice uh, of anything after this Total Divas thing, but yeah, it sucks that she's in it because it's just, she's not doing anything. Total Divas has ruined Paige by far because she was always known as the anti-diva. Right. So it's like, now you're on a show called Total Divas. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's the exact opposite. I don't, I don't know how, how else to make you look. <laughs> you know, like, you're a poser. Right. Like, that's why, like, the fan base, like, sort of left her. Yeah. I think, because they're all just like, are you kidding me? You had to go to E. Like, we all found you attractive, and we all liked watching you wrestle. We didn't need that. I think she gets on my nerves just watching that show because I'm just like, fuck, you are going to get fired one of these days for the shit you pull. Oh, I know. She should have been canned a while ago. Oh, a long time ago. Or it's E just being like, you know what you should do? <laughs> it's probably it. Oh, whatever. Lana comes out, puts some heat down on Paige. Paige then threatens Lana because she's not a wrestler. We haven't seen that she's not a wrestler. Then Team Bad shows up uh, to save Lana. If you did notice, though, at the beginning of this promo, you see Tamina run out of camera quick because she gets caught in the beginning of this whole thing with uh, JoJo and uh, and, uh, Paige. So you know, watching this whole thing with Paige going down and then Lana showing up, you know Tamina is just three feet to the right waiting to be just brought into camera. It ruined the whole thing, but it was fucking hysterical. Oh, it was. It was definitely awesome. Like, I love Tamina. In her awkwardness. <laughs> right? That In should her be her thing. Weird clit hugger pants. Whoa. 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 It, I hope it's a clit, is what I'm saying. It looks like a dick. But that's not the point. And she's got a man butt. Tamina's weird. Your dad murdered somebody. Hey! <laughs> wow. This just got deep. <laughs> Am I wrong? This is this started off. Am I wrong? Uh, if you ask me if there should be a Netflix series about it, I would say yes. <laughs> By the way, me and um, my buddy figured out who our next favorite wrestler is going to be. Who's that? The Drifter, Elias Samson. We were joking around like all through Raw. We're like, what if Elias Samson? Is supposed to fight somebody important, but he can't find the ring because he's too busy drifting. He has a title match, but no shows for it. Yeah. Where's Elias? And he's like, I'm drifting. You were supposed to be here two hours ago. So he's Damian Sandow's brother. I was going to say, I was like, well. So what if we put those two together? We have Damian Sandow as the intellectual savior, completely like just everything's clean, everything's like the way it has to be, and then you have his brother just be the drifter. That'd be awesome. That'd be a good tag team right there. Moving on, right down the uh, hallway from JoJo and Paige, we see Renee Young is now doing an interview with Charlotte and Flair. We went from backstage segment to backstage segment, and the background didn't really change at all, which was kind of fucking weird. They discussed the triple threat match at Mania, and that's it. Nothing really happens here besides Ric Flair maybe threatening another woman. I'm not sure it happens every week. Ugh, Ric Flair needs to get off TV. He looks like he just got, like, cleaned up at the morgue. Yeah. But then somehow got life into his dead corpse and started walking all around. He just looks like that contestant that won the car on Wheel of Fortune, just that expression every time he smiles. I'm going to tongue punch that girl's mouth. Well, I was going to say something else. <laughs> Don't, leave Tamina out of this. <laughs> By the way, Tamina Clint Hugger G's can be found in her local neighborhood. <laughs> Clint Hugger Jeans, 1995. Next is the Usos versus the Social Outcasts. The Dudley Boys are ringside. This seems to just be the trend. Everyone has, whoever they're against is just ringside. They are really trying to force feed every feud going into Mania right now. Whatever happened to the good old days that after the match, the Dudley Boys would jump them, walking like upstage, or in the back room, like all of a sudden, boom, like thrown through the stack of plastic pipes. But they make a lot of noise, so it sounds like it really hurts. The Dudley Boys got their name for just like, oh, we're feuding with these guys? So that means every time they have a match, we will just show up, bring one table, put someone through that table, and leave. 
And it seems like WWE just forgot that's how they got to where they are. Moving on. Dean Ambrose is now backstage, but Mick Foley shows up. This was a really cool bit. Foley asks Dean why he wants to face Lesnar at Mania, and Dean explains that it's what he does. Some cool back and forth between these two where Foley kind of talks about falling off the cage, because that's really all they want to talk to Foley about nowadays. But Foley gives Ambrose a gift. Not his daughter. Ooh. Do you imagine? Man, you're just turning the show around. Why can I not talk about Mick Foley's hot daughter? Because we just, we just got off of Sunny... Uh, China, China's Tamina, Tamina's clit hugger jeans, and now Noel Foley getting given to the titty master known as Dean Ambrose. He he already has Renee Young. Renee Young, I feel like, is another girl in WWE I might have a chance with. Uh, I don't think so. Really? I mean, you have charisma, but meh. My charisma brings me up. Like, I'm normally like a four, but my charisma brings right, me up. Right, but let's think about Dean Ambrose's charisma. It's like at a solid two. That's not going to help you, man. No, his charisma's high. Uh, he just always seems like he's half asleep. Well, because he's usually at the strip club before any of the matches. He is the titty master. <laughs> right? So it, it's not Foley's daughter. He gets a uh, barbed wire bat, which is cool, but are we really going to see some blood at WrestleMania? Can we talk about the fact that that barbed wire looked straight out of, like, a Lego set? Yeah. <laughs> you sit there and you stare at it. It's like, yeah, that's going to really hurt him. Right. But it was a cool segment to at least have Mick Foley be there and be like, hey, I was crazy. You're crazy. Here's a bat. This is where shit hits the fan. We have Dolph Ziggler versus Triple H. Uh, the match just uh, started with like a bunch of headlocks. It really had a slow pickup, but really started to pick up towards the end. This was a really good match. It actually had me starting to believe that Dolph Ziggler could win clean on Triple H. That match was awesome. You give Dolph Ziggler a platform, and you give Dolph Ziggler someone in the ring who is just as talented as he is, he can perform. I think this match was better than the match prior to this with Dean Ambrose and Triple H. Do you remember Ziggler and Rollins? They yeah. put on matches. Amazing matches. Ziggler and Owens put on matches. Dolph Ziggler and Kofi Kingston put on some really good matches. Yeah. Dolph Ziggler was at a 20 tonight. Like, he was just going as hard as he could. It was a great match. I was loving everything about this match. The super kick, doing the zigzag, everything to it. It really just, he was running circles around Triple H. And it, it, it didn't make Triple H look bad at all. Triple H is just a veteran who just stays in one spot and just continues to try to get the pedigree on Dolph Ziggler. And the other thing, too, is the match is awesome, but the cloud was looming over because it was already announced, which is where WWE needs to stop doing this, announcing that someone's coming back. Yeah. Reigns, you knew was coming back. You heard about it. I mean, if you have the internet. <laughs> right. So you're sitting there like, how's Reigns coming out? Is he going to come out and help Ziggler win? That's what I thought. Yeah. You know, which would have been awesome. It made sense. That would have put Reigns even more like, even though they don't want him to be a heel, but... And, and the funny thing is, and I have to sort of go back, Triple H is trying to do everything to make him be a heel. And people are like, no, we still like you better. The Triple H we saw against Daniel Bryan, we could boo that character. But right now, yeah. Triple H is probably the biggest star, one of the bigger star powers we have going into this event, because everyone else is fucking plagued with injuries, and everything he's doing, he's getting cheers for. You gotta turn Reigns heel, right? Like, you have to. To be face, he should have came out, out and fucked over Triple H, then started the beatdown. But instead, he comes right out, goes right into the beatdown. It's weird, because he doesn't come out from out of the crowd. Like, he comes out from the Titantron. Tri Triple H is like, where's he coming from? It didn't hit its mark, whatever it was trying to hit. Then they just go into all ballistic mode, and these two just beat the hell out of each other until they get into the backstage. Which, which is hysterical. Triple H throws one of, like, the sound boxes that you carry, like, amps in, and he throws it, but the ref, stumbling, rocks, like, right into it while it's in midair, hits his shin, and you see him just go, son of a bitch, fucking, fucking, just hops off screen. <laughs> Poor referee Dan Engler is his name. 13 stitches? 13 is that stitches what he got? what he put on the Twitter account. Yeah, bad night for refs, because, yeah, he just gets destroyed. Charles Robinson tried to stop Reigns, and Reigns pushed him down. Right, which was funny, because then he, he still reps later yeah. on the night. Charles Robinson's like, ain't no thing, man. This whole thing happens backstage. Triple H is cut open, and then they just end the segment with, and now, the 2016 Hall of Fame, Jacqueline! Ugh. Favorite Jacqueline moment, Pete? When she won the Euro title. Because I was like, 
Did Jacqueline just win that? <laughs> I knew she was around during the Attitude Era, but I can't fucking place her anywhere. Will they quit saying who's going to be in the Hall of Fame before they're announced? You're right. There's no surprises anymore in wrestling. And that's surprise. Wrestling's biggest thing is keeping the audience surprised. Yeah. I understand you're trying to be like, hey, we have the most likes and we're getting the most retweets and look at how much this is building our social media. It is, but your fans are just, I don't know, man. Like, you just can't be surprised anymore. I think it's because, and this is not me being like negative, but I think their product's so bad that they're drawing for straws to be like, hey, Undertaker's going to be here people so <laughs> where me i'd be like i don't give a shit if undertaker what do you finally break out of the nursing home and got on his tricycle man you just have this deep hatred for undertaker does he owe you money i didn't have a hatred for him was it losing the streak is that when the magic was gone for you pete he should have left after the triple h match that was the one i would have been fine with. which one the hell in the cell one or the first one the hell in the cell one i like the one before that one though because i just i i disdain Shawn michaels and everything he does but everything in the first match where it was him versus undertaker versus triple h the first time i think that should have been his last match all right that makes well yeah but i don't mind the other one i just i i I hate Shawn michaels i said it i hate Shawn michaels like you hate the undertaker i'm actually with you there i don't like Shawn michaels either i think his voice is fake i feel like i feel like when he's talking he's like i to try to talk deeper than i really can and then he comes out in shit kickers, and it's so stupid. It's like, dude, come on. The ponytail is still going on. Like, Paul Heyman let his go. It's it's time. Yeah, and Paul Heyman's a man. Yeah, he is a man. Uh, we get another backstage segment, though. This one, I don't know what's going on here, man. Uh, so we see Goldust walking down the hallway until he sees a penguin, which we find out is R-Truth. He he reveals that the tables have turned here. Now our truth now wants to be Goldust's partner and says he wants to be his mate for life, just like penguins are. And Goldust says no one walks away. Good. So they're still working on trying to get this thing to go over. I hope this is maybe setting up Goldust and Stardust together again. This just feels maybe. very reminiscent of Goldust trying to find a new tag team partner for Stardust before he turned heel. It might. You, you never know with this company lately perfect explanation to almost the end of every promo is just like you never know it could be better <laughs> jericho comes out and cuts a promo and asks uh, aj styles who his daddy is uh just goes over this keeps getting some more heat and then neville comes out this was the highlight of the night neville what, what does he do he slides underneath Tr- chris jericho and i think his left leg like his, it looks like his shoe like the rubber on his boot or whatever just didn't slide it hooked wrong and it just twisted his leg the funny thing is the mother trucker still does a kick with that leg do you notice that yeah so he still was like i'll try it he did a flip and landed that i thought you know neville put on enough work to be like dude I give you props. That sucks. I was bummed. Then you see you see uh, Jericho look over. Are you okay? Are you okay? And he's like, I'm going to roll him up. He rolls him up to Charles Robinson, which, by the way, who has already been decked today, <laughs> does a two count. <laughs> he's like, no, 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 no. Not on my watch. He's good. This match has another five more minutes, guys. Uh, no, he is good. No, 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 no. Neville's leg is broken. <laughs> He's hurt. And I love how Jericho just gets up and goes, like, doesn't even hide it. Looks at me and goes, He's hurt. I even heard him say that. It's not quiet. And hits him. And the freaking announce team, which, by the way, no idea what's going on. Oh, they, you know what? Jericho has just become this guy. And it's like, No, you idiot. Like, really? Like, do you realize what happened? You guys didn't even watch the match, I don't think. Jericho wins with the DQ after Charles Robinson yells motherfucker at him, which was comical. Jericho then cuts a promo. This was completely prompted. He just decided to cut the promo to fill up time. And then WWE was just like, send AJ Styles out. So they send him out. Uh, He does his uh, phenomenal forearm, I think is what they're calling it now. Oh, my God. Which Can they stop letting Michael Cole name? No, this one was our fault. AJ Styles asked the WWE Universe what he should call the Phenomenal Forearm. That's what he labeled it as, and we came back with Phenomenal Forearm. So, this is our fault, Pete. All right, I'm sorry. You know what? Sorry, Michael Cole. Go back to being a coal miner. No, fuck off, Michael Cole. You Don't, don't give him that apology. He doesn't need that. <laughs> Are you sure? 
Next, Vince comes out. This is the end of Raw here. He summons The Undertaker again. There's so many questions I have into this. First of all, what kind of power does Vince McMahon have into bringing Taker out? Secondly, when Taker does come out, he just seems unenthused. He doesn't want to help out Vince McMahon. He doesn't care about beating up Shane McMahon. He's just there to beat up Shane McMahon. So what? what is Undertaker getting out of this? It seems like he just doesn't care. He just wants to beat somebody up. I don't get this angle at all. No. I All right. I went from Shane's back. Shane really can't talk too well. Shane's in good shape, though. Wait, he's fighting The Undertaker and Hell in a Cell? And he hasn't found a loophole yet? I'm confused. Unless they announce the loophole at the pre-show. Could you see that just happening? In- oh, my God. <laughs> I could. I, I could see it. I could see us, like, sitting there, and they're like, Renee Young, this just did. <laughs> Shane McMahon will not be wrestling because Goldberg is. And it's like, what? <laughs> That's bad. <laughs> Let's say it's a four-hour show, and that match happens three hours in, and for three hours we've just been hearing... Oh, man. Go back to Raw, though. Uh, so Shane McMahon then comes out and calls Taker uh, Vince's puppet. This infuriates Taker. Why, man? Like, you've been summoned twice. Uh, you do what Vince does. It's a known thing. You're Vince's puppet. Right? It's so pointless. And this is the only stick that really, like, I, I know it's a very negative, folks. This one doesn't make sense to me at all. At all. And by the way, Undertaker, shave your damn head again. You look stupid. (laughs) Another thing, we're calling him The Taker now. I'm not calling him Undertaker anymore. It's The Taker. I'm calling him Takes. (laughs) Takos. The Takeo-Mac. Takeo-Mac. Yeah, but Takes, Undertaker, The Taker, he's not intimidating anymore. He really isn't, and I get it. Like, there's a huge history behind it, but... I'm sorry, Undertaker Shane McMahon is not putting butts in the seats. It really isn't. And I know some people are like, well, if you just say Undertaker's going, people are going to buy it. It's like, well, I think people are just going to buy it just because it's WrestleMania. Like, people go to the Super Bowl because it's the Super Bowl. Right. You know, like, it's the mecca of wrestling. And it doesn't matter what matches you put together, that thing's going to get sold out. Yeah. And so WWE said they're going like, well, we can do whatever we want and just have fun with it. Like, you know, like, honestly, think about it. This doesn't make sense. So then Shane calls Undertaker Vince's bitch. Taker then goes after Shane by choking him, but it comes into a complete brawl. This was another thing I didn't understand. You have Shane McMahon versus Undertaker at WrestleMania 32, and yet Undertaker cannot outrun Vince McMahon as he tries to get out of the ring. Come on. Uh, this turns into a brawl, and then it just ends raw. And then we go to the Edge and Christian Austin show. I hate, I've heard some things. Uh, <laughs> people have been saying that the show is horrendous, which I could not barely get through the first episode. Uh, but they say if you get towards the end, things really turn around. So I'm going to maybe try to give it a second chance, maybe watch it backwards or something. There was, there was one bit I saw. It was <laughs> Christian sitting there looking at kids and holds up a sign of Gilbert. And he's like, I have to put over Gilbert. And the girl goes, that doesn't make sense. And he goes, I know, right? (laughs) That made me laugh. And then I went and watched it. And I'm like, I hate this damn show. Oh, I guess the later episodes get better. So I'm going to try it out. What do you want to grade this week's Raw? Uh, Well, Ziggler and Triple H were great. Yeah. Uh, Refs getting hurt was awesome. Funny. Jericho turning was great on the ref. Um, You know what? C+. All right, I would, I would be just because it was things were topical, it was fun. Uh, there were things that got me talking about Monday, so I'll give it a B. Let's do dud of the week, Pete. Ooh, refs, 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 refs. All of one, them. One, one for one getting hurt, uh, another ref for getting just pushed, and another. And my favorite, Charles Robinson, for not noticing that Neville is broken and. Like, not letting that pin go. Are you serious? Like, Neville could have got way more hurt. Like, Charles Robinson, step your game up. Don't Mike Keota <laughs> shit. So, let's just, you're just going to give it to uh, Try Robinson? Let's do, all right, I'll just go Robinson then. How about you? Uh, I'm going to go with Neville, man. 
Why? Why? Because he broke his leg? That's not his fault. It's a freak injury. I'm not saying he he failed or anything like that. He just he had a rough week this week. So Neville. All right then. Then who's your su 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 superstar? That is uh, Dolph Ziggler. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. Awesome. I I can't I cannot not be on that because Ziggler stepped up. Yeah, maybe this like catapult him into something for the summer. I hope he should be bigger than what he is right now. Recently, it has come out that the feeling backstage is that Vince's views the NXT brand as more of like a touring brand does not view NXT talent as money stars. While a lot of NXT talent would love to be on a spot in the main roster of the WWE and earn more money, the feeling, though, in the locker room is that being in NXT is more fun. NXT talents have reportedly taken notice of how Tyler Breeze has been treated after he being called up, and some NXT talents are even disgruntled after the breaking ground built up Breeze's movement to the main roster just to only have him be a quote-unquote jobber on WWE television. All that makes sense. Absolutely makes sense. Why move? People are having fun in NXT, and then you see things like Tyler Breeze, and you know he's just like, man, I miss my friends. I'm not going anywhere with this. Like, it's it's tough. Unless they accept something bigger for Tyler Breeze, but it just seems like everything I'm hearing is just bad news. Well, okay, Finn Balor is someone who was very vocal about it, who came out and said, like, why would I go up there? I, he's like, there's no reason for me to. And and there isn't. You know, could Balor be posting what he's posted on Instagram if he was on the main roster? Uh, oh, no, not at all. And the thing is, is, like, you see things like Kevin Owens coming up and now Sami Zayn coming up. There is a right way, and there's proof that it shows that they know how to call up talent. Do you, okay, do you think maybe Breeze did something? I don't think Breeze did anything at all. I think this is maybe uh, Vince McMahon maybe sticking it to Triple H about this whole NXT thing. Which it could be because maybe like if you look at Tyler Breeze, he's, you know, he's not the biggest, but the dude could put on a match. But yeah, but look at Seth Rollins, man. They, I, I understand they're two different characters, but they have the same physique and yet. Oh, Seth Rollins got way bigger. Like, OK, look at look at Seth Rollins when he was on the shield. He was not nearly as big. He's gotten built, but. I, you know, Vincent, man, I've had a great, I've had a great night talking wrestling, and you're a dick. <laughs> These guys, seriously, I would much rather watch a Sami Zayn versus Kevin Owens match over an Undertaker Shane McMahon match any day of the week right now. I'd watch anybody in NXT. Or, or, okay, maybe not anybody. Let's back that up. The Drifter, I can't watch. <laughs> <laughs> He's too busy drifting. <laughs> but. I mean, Jason Jordan, Chad Gable. I'm staring at WWE Network because I need to watch NXT this week. If you look at it, here's one page. Jason Jordan and Gable versus the Villains. I got Sami Zayn versus Samoa Joe. Emma is on fire down there. Yes, she is. And she looks amazing. Did you see the photo? I saw that photo. I'm an Emma fan. I am too. And then, what do you know? There's American Alpha again. Oh, and there's Samoa Joe and Sami Zayn again. These guys put on matches, and they put on good matches. They put on a story. They have the crowd into it. Vince, your brand, the crowd's bored. You had a Raw where half the people left before the main event. So Triple H is obviously doing something right. He's the one that's doing something wrong. And until Vince notices that, then he's just going to be that guy. Look at the merchandise sales. Let's just, if you just look at merchandising sales, how big are most of the NXT stars compared to most of your mid cards in the WWE right now? You are seeing more Balor Club shirts in stands than uh, Ziggler's or Vaude Villains. Yeah. Uh, you're seeing a ton of Finn Balor shirts. Finn Balor, Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens shirts. Kevin Owens shirts are everywhere. They're They're just on fire right now, and if Vince just doesn't see that, can he just be done? <laughs> I, I'm, that's the thing that's pretty scary right now. And CM Punk, when he did the pipe bomb, actually yeah. told the most truth. Right, because we're all feeling it right now. Except for the fact that it would be better off if, you know, his son ran it or his stupid stepson. It would be better off. If Triple H had full control of WWE, we'd be fine. I really I really think WWE would back to be where it was. Vince is so out of touch. And seriously, when you're what, 70, 70? Is no, it 70? I say 70. Fuck it. He's 70. You know, I have parents who are 70. They're slipping. <laughs> <laughs> they don't know what's going on in Raw. So last thing, uh, I think we have our final WrestleMania card. 
So I thought I would just read it off. We're not going to do any predictions. Final. Yet. Things things will change. Yeah. Our our final card for WrestleMania 32. Let me, let me read it off to you. Eight matches. Again, things can change. Things might be wrong. Uh, the Andre the Giant Battle Royale. Man, 30 people? I don't think you have 30 people on the card to put on that. I don't think they do either. Unless NXT people are in it. That's what I'm hoping for. Uh, tag team match, the Usos versus the Dudley Boys. Awful. United States Championship match, Kalisto versus Ryback. Even worse. <laughs> tag team championship handicap match, the New Day, all three members versus all four members of the League of Nations. WTF? Why doesn't the New Day have somebody else? I don't know. Well, who else is black that's not wrestling? Wow. I'm sorry, what? If Vince is running it, you know what he's doing. Right, if only Titus O'Neil didn't grab my arm. If only. What about Darren Young? No, he's, he, you know. <laughs> God, Vince, you suck. Darren Young would be fine. You can add him oh, to it. perfect. He has the perfect chemistry for adding into that. That would be amazing. Another match for you. No holds barred street fight match. Brock Lesnar with Paul Heyman versus Dean Ambrose. Cool. WWE Divas Championship is a triple threat between Charlotte, Sasha Banks, and Becky Lynch. Awesome. Hell in a Cell match. Shane McMahon versus Takes. The Taker. The Taco Mac. Uh, and then our last match, the main event, WWE World Heavyweight Championship, Triple H versus Roman Reigns. So, Zayn and Owens hasn't been announced yet. Pre-show material right there, man. If that's pre-show, I'm not even going to finish watching. <laughs> I will walk out, and I will wait for Bleach Report to give me highlights. <laughs> but that's the show, man. Anything else you want to add? Uh, no, I'm about to watch NXT. <laughs> Whatever. This is the Full Nelson Press Podcast, episode 31, Sam Don't. Uh, if you listen to this on YouTube, don't forget to subscribe and like this video. If you're listening to this on iTunes, also subscribe and leave us a review. It does help out a lot. If Stitcher is your fancy, a thumbs up would also help. You can find the Full Nelson Press on Facebook, Wrestling Amino, Tambler, and just search us on any social media site. You can also find the links to anything in all of our shows, including some comics that I do, I guess, uh, at thefullnelsonpress.com. So, uh, suck a butt. Yeah, bet!